Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Thanks for hanging out. Welcome to Thursday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And you, numbers to get in at 489-1240, 489-1240, toll-free across the state, 800-825-5865. Loaded up today, Brandon Vogel going to join us from Hale Varsity. Some camp thoughts from Vogues. Dive in a little deeper to the offensive line and dorm life with uh, former Husker and NFLer Jeremiah Searles, our favorite Searles uh, sit-down. We Love catching up, talking fall ball with him. And then Gary Barnett will talk some conference expansion, his take on the buffs back to the Big 12, what happens with the Pac-12, and uh, some things he uh, might have a little insight on. That is quarterback play and running game, as he coached both at Colorado and Northwestern. So talk to him about Sims and Nebraska's run game. You can email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. And watch the show. Contribute on the stream. We'll get your comments up that way as well. Uh, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel and the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed. Give that a follow at HVarsity Radio. You can find Elijah on Twitter at Herbal Essence. Myself, Chris Schmidt at Schmidt underscore radio. So confession number two. Uh, I had ghost pepper for the first time last night. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like ghost pepper wings. Okay, okay. And I was wondering if you're sitting here like special ordered online just to go take a, no, a big old bite out of no, one. We are not going to do any hijinks like that to watch me pass out. Uh, but um, the best the, the best painting I've ever heard in my life of, of somebody using the term ghost pepper and you know how your hair gets all wet and you're sweaty is Ron White doing a stand-up act said after his honeymoon it looked like he'd been eating ghost peppers in his room all week. <laughs> so I, I i laughed out loud about that uh but uh, moving away from from that horrid image uh yeah I, I did some ghost pepper wings last night mistake didn't quite wash the old hands oh no as as i should have as well as i should have mm-hmm. but uh, we're okay we're, we're, we're hanging in. Well, where did they rank among the spiciest things you've ever eaten? Because we've talked spicy food it was, a decent amount here with the, with the cocktail sauce, now with yes, the ghost pepper it, wings. It, it, we'll get to football, but it was it was sudden. It snuck up. It was a good heat, but the, the remnants have not been good mm. as far as just how your stomach feels the 15 to 18 hours afterwards. So daddy's been hammering a little Pepto all day. Mm. No good. No good. But I did like him. Now, if, if you want to just get 
freaky and and do the the ghost pepper dry rub there is that out there some folks that's how they get down with their wings Uh, i'm good for a while see i ordered some uh, specialty extremely hot hot sauces off of an online website uh from should i should i it was called the heat mist no 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 i'm asking like were they special spices from it was American, American hot sauce companies okay, that then that, 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 they sourced in peppers from around the world. They're, the whole thing is they don't use the extract. They use the actual peppers. And I tell you, I made wings with those. And similar to you. Sinus problem gone. Sinus problem gone. And bathroom now, problems the next day. Now you're playing weight. Bathroom problems the next day. I tell you that much. And then being somebody who wears contacts, it does not matter how many times <laughs> you wash your hands. It's going to burn. Your eyes are going to burn. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, like whenever it gets hot enough, dish soap, hand soap, whatever you use, it's not going to be enough to get that off your hands aside from like throwing your hand into a vat of bleach. That's probably the only thing you can do. I don't recommend. No, Let me throw that out not. there right now. But like, it's impossible to get that hot sauce off your hands and you are going to burn your eyeballs trying to get your contacts Imagine, out Imagine new night. glasses. No, shut up. I had wings last night. <laughs> so let's get into some fall camp thoughts. It was running back day today and offensive side of the ball with Marcus Satterfield, EJ Barthel. Uh, you had Gabe Irvin also speak. Ben Scott took to the mic. Borkature also uh, spent some time. So good round table today. And, you know, Nebraska is – there's not been a lot of talk or bragging or being boisterous. They, they've not done that. And, in fact, rules all about kind of that quiet confidence – Put your work in, let your work show what you are and what you've become as a football team. Uh, totally appreciate that approach. Can, you can talk a little bit after, after the win, after a successful season, but being humble and nose to the grindstone is how you get work done and, and get wins in the Big Ten, but you also do that with the run game. Can't be over re, overly reliant on it. You need some sort of... Uh, threat in the passing game or be it you know have a difference maker at quarterback for sure to match up with your defense but Nebraska's goal is is out there in public it is 75 yards in the fourth quarter its goal is to have a strong running game that's been their focus I think they've got a good stable of backs we'll get into the the guy versus the committee discussion because it all it is an August tradition and, you know, Nebraska has some some options right now. Uh, we'll hear from Coach Barthel here in about 20 minutes. But wanted to, to start off here with uh, some comments from Marcus Satterfield when it comes to the running game. And uh, you look at uh, Sat talking about kind of the run, running back setup and where they're at as, as camp is in its early stages. But first couple weeks, you're going to have guys competing for that spot who's up to speed, who's ready to go, and who's doing nice things, uh, getting those tough yards, showing some burst and breakaway ability. But this is Sat on the running backs and uh, his thoughts from a little earlier today. Being you know, dependent, knowing what to do, dependent in pass protection, dependent catching the ball, dependent route running, dependent hitting your landmarks, just a guy that we can depend on. Uh, obviously, the physicality in which we play with, he needs to be able to you know, be durable and get the ball downhill, run between the tackles. And I think it's going to take more than just one. It's going to take two or three, especially in this league, the way these guys play defense. You know, it's going to be a, it'll be a long year for a running back as much as we're going to run it. So that was Satterfield. What, what is it going to take 
to get on the field and play for him? What's it going to take to get on the field and play for Coach E.J. Barthel? For us, for, for Nebraska football, we're going to run the ball with the line mindset. What that means is everything we do, we're going to attack with the line demeanor. And, uh, you know, you wake up a line and you do line things, right? A line, just make sure he, if he's going to hunt, if he, doesn't, if he doesn't kill, he doesn't eat, right? So that's the reality of how, how we want to run the football. Everything we do needs to be with a physical intent. And we want to dominate every rep, right? And we're going to fight, fight, and it goes back into that theme I'm talking about of earning every single yard, right? And that's... That's really the, the, the representation of our brand um, this camp is really earning your respect and earning every inch. And I think that starts with running the ball with a, a level of dominance um, upon tackles. Um, the other thing is, too, on pass protection, right? We want to make sure that we're setting the tone for, for pass protection. We don't want to be collecting the defense or collecting a defender upon contact. We want to have a great base and make sure that we deliver a strike um, that is, is setting the tone to who we are as a brand, which, are, which is Lions. Be a lion, Elijah. Be that lion mentality. Have that lion mentality as a running back. Can't argue with it. Now, does Nebraska have a lion? Do they have somebody dependable? Those are the two words we've heard these last two cuts, lion mentality, and uh, you got to be dependable. And right now, the most dependable they guy, the guy they have in that, that running back room, based on what we've seen the last three years, is Ramir Johnson. Mm. I mean, he, he has shown it against Iowa. He had his moments against Michigan. He really finishes off runs well. Not that Gabe Irvin hasn't made incredible strides we haven't seen. Not that Anthony Grant... Uh, doesn't have a better understanding of the blocking scheme. Well, and not to say Anthony Grant hasn't shown flashes of that lion mentality. Who's going to forget that moment on the sidelines against Rutgers where mm-hmm. this guy thinks he's going to step out of bounds? No, you know, a guy with a lion mentality doesn't step out of bounds. He lowers <laughs> the shoulder and he, he knocks you out cold. He, he goes night-night to a Rutgers DB. You've seen flashes of it, but then you've also seen moments where Anthony Grant seems scared to hit the hole inside and wants to bounce it outside and, and make it a big play, which, which doesn't scream lion mentality to you. But I'm with you on mm-hmm. this, where Ramir Johnson's the guy who despite his size, is the guy that has played most like a Big Ten running back, unafraid to, to run between the tackles and a, unafraid to put his head down and get an extra two, three yards up against that 250, 260-pound Big Ten linebacker. That's what he does. I'll say this. I don't think Grant was afraid. No. I think Grant was like, dude, I don't trust that there's going to be anything there. So that's kind of the, the, the trust building that is needed to happen during the spring, for sure during the summer. And again, as you step forward in the fall, a little bit more from Barthel here, and uh, he's not ready to go into uh, this uh, four-horse race at running back. We don't know who's going to be the starter or where he's leaning. You know, I think ultimately, Coach Rule, right now, we're not we're not talking about starters right now, right? Right now, we're really going to see who's going to represent the brand of football that we want to put out there. Uh, against Minnesota, right? So really we're still in that earn it phase right now. And I think no one's really separate themselves um, as the clear guy or, you know, and the reality is we're going to have to use multiple guys throughout the season. That's that's the reality. So the biggest thing is the bottom half of our room, we got to make sure is ready to play, right? That's getting Quentin Ives ready to play, getting Emmett Johnson ready to play. When I say bottom half, I'm talking about youth. I'm not talking about um, uh, a talent. And um, Trevin Lubin, right, being ready to play. So that's that's the biggest thing. The other thing is, too, is getting those guys prepared for special teams, right? 
you know, you may carry only four or five backs, right? Those guys that are on the bottom half, or bottom half of the room, need to be solid contributors on special teams on game day. So there's a lot of things going on right now we're trying to you know, work through for camp and to get ready for Minnesota. Makes a lot of sense from E.J. Barthel. And, you know, can you, can, you, can you help out your football team beyond what you're brought here to do, and that's run the football? Can you help out on special teams? Can you catch the football? Can you block? Can you do it? Do you know the playbook? Are you durable? Are you tough? Last thought here from Satterfield uh, when it comes to what he prefers at running back. The preference is to have Bo Jackson, right? But, you know, <laughs> yes, it there's is. not a lot of Bo Jacksons that are, you know, are out there. So we've got, you know, a room full of really talented guys that do a lot of different things. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't want to be one of those teams that have five running backs to get two carries a game. We want some guys that have a role on our off- or in the offense. But, you know, it's, it's going to take more than just one this year for us to be successful. I, I like hearing that. I like hearing that if I'm in that running back room. Where's your role? You think about Ramir as a guy that is an every down back and a really good third down back. You look at Gabe Irvin as the, uh, the, the between the tackles guy. And then you look at a guy like Anthony Grant. He's the twitch guy that can hit you a home run with his speed. And he's, he's your game breaker. He's also very physical. He's got the speed and the physicality. That's a nice combo he has. You want to you want to have somebody emerge, take over, separate, and then sprinkle in some of the the things these other guys can do role wise against opposing defenses. I just don't know that Nebraska is going to be able to find by Michigan a running back. I think they'll I think they'll keep keep the rotation going. Then you stick with the hot hand, and if someone's not getting it done or not as successful, you go somewhere else. That sounds fine to me. That's how football is played. It's not every day you have an Amir Abdullah or a Rex Burkhead or a Roy Halou to lean on. And it's been, quite frankly, too long since Nebraska's had a guy or the guy. They've had to go committee. And Schmidt, I know that the coaching staff doesn't want to talk about starter or guys who are going to be at the top of that room, but you have to feel the momentum towards Gabe Irvin within the past month or Very two fair. months, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it just feels like a guy who put in the work in the offseason and is is ready to go. I mean, do you read into the fact at all that they're the putting him up there to, to go talk with the media today? I mean, along with Ramir Johnson. Ramir Johnson met mm-hmm. too, but do you read in the fact that Anthony Grant's not a guy who's meeting with the media? Is that is that indicative of what's happening on the field or no? I don't read into it. I don't know how comfortable Anthony is. I mean, he'll do some interviews. Uh, good comment from Judd here. My gut says Gabe gets the first snap at running back this season. Hopefully they use two running backs out of a shotgun sometimes. That is a fun and really tough formation to deal with, if, especially if you've got two guys that can lead. Now, you're going to have your fullback or your H-back in there, presumably, but can can both running backs, if you're in a shotgun snap with a guy flanked to each shoulder pad, can they both block at the same level for the other guy? And I'm, I've been saying this for weeks. I think we're not just going to see that a little bit. I think we're going to see that a good amount this season. And maybe I'm way off base here, but that's been a trend that we've seen in the NFL. And where did Matt Rule just come from? The NFL. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a, it's a trend. It's where football's moving. If you have two backs back there, you can't just immediately go say, well, the fullback's on the right, the running back's on the left. We know this thing's going right. You can't say that when you have two running backs back there. It could go either direction. Either guy could be the lead blocker. Either guy could be the guy who carries the rock. And also at the same time, when you have that threat of a guy like Jeff Sims, 
you also have to account for him pulling it and going the complete opposite direction. I mean, the, the amount of things that allows you to do in the running game whenever you have two running backs back there, both of whom can tote the rock and both of whom can go out and be a lead blocker, it opens so, so much for your running game. The, the zone read part of that with two backs... Two, there's a couple of two-back sets that stick out. And this is A&M back 100 years ago. But they had Javorski Lane and Jamar Toombs. Two big backs, but one had more speed than the other. The other was a Jerome Bettis clone. And A&M wore out teams with the zone read out of the shotgun, fake into the fullback, quick pitching outside. Also Florida State. Sorry to bring this team up in 93. But they had Warwick Dunn and William Floyd. Floyd played a hell of a lot of football this fullback. They would split both those guys out, and Charlie Ward would be in the shotgun. And they'd audible into an I formation out of that shotgun formation. Good uh, good submission there, Judd. Brandon Vogel going to join us next. It's Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency.